After finding the remains of 215 children at the former Kamloops Indian Residential School, Touchline Thoughts would like to take a few minutes to acknowledge the land we are on. We pass on our deepest respect and love for the lost children and their families, as well as the Indigenous, First Nations, Inuit, and Métis people, who through our history of Canada have undeservingly lost their land and lost their voice in our country. As we record this podcast, guests and ourselves reside in three major cities in Ontario. We acknowledge each one now. We would like to acknowledge the land on which we gather and in which the region of Peel operates as part of the treaty lands and territory of the Mississaugas of Credit. For thousands of years, Indigenous peoples inhabited and cared for this land. In particular, we acknowledge the territory of the Anishinaabek, Huron-Wendat, Hudunishini and Ojibwe Chippewa peoples, the land that is home to the Métis, and most recently, the territory of the Mississaugas of the Credit First Nation, who are direct descendants of the Mississaugas of the Credit. We are grateful to have the opportunity to work on this land, and by doing so, give our respect to the First Nation inhabitants. We acknowledge the land on which the city of Toronto resides as the traditional territory of many nations, including the Mississaugas of the Credit, the Anishinaabek, the Chippewa, the Haudenosaunee, and the Wendat peoples, and is now the home to many diverse First Nations, Inuit, and Métis peoples. We also acknowledge that Toronto is covered by Treaty 13 and the Mississaugas of the Credit. In Ottawa, we acknowledge that we are standing on unceded Algonquin Anishinaabek territory. They are the past and present caretakers of the waterway and land that we call Ottawa. We are grateful to have the opportunity to be present on this territory. Now, over to your Touchline Thoughts episode. Welcome back to Touchline Thoughts, powered by the Garage Door Sports Network and sponsored by J&J Creations. Are you looking to get a gift, a piece of clothing, and or other customized items? Check out J&J Creations on Instagram to place an order and speak with their design team. They ship across Canada and can also provide pickup options. Shipping costs are subjected to Canada Post. J&J Creations, where you can customize anything you need. Stories for today, Ragnick to United, NWSL coaches, and the Champions League are on today's slate. We'll catch you right after this. Right, so first and most important, our boys <laughs> united. <laughs> What's going on? Fill us in, Arfon. Well, United have decided not to hire a permanent manager, but a temporary manager known as Ralph Ragnick, who is apparently a mastermind for German football. Um, basically, Tuchel and um, our friend Jurgen Klopp have both learned under him. He is apparently the original thinker and maker and creator of the Yangnan press. So um, I guess United have a quality guy that understands the game, understands development. He's seen Shashra Kimmich. He's seen um, Manuel Neuer, David Alaba. Like he's seen some big names come in and out and he's got an eye for talent. And after the interim role, he will be a consultant for the Red Devils. Have they put a limit on his contract? Like, is he not, potentially a full-time coach 
so he's an interim coach for the next six months and he'll take over next week. So not during the Chelsea match, but I think against right. the Arsenal match. Um, no, it's a six month contract with, uh, well, he has no option for like full contract. So no, they're... there is an option. So like if they qualify for the champions league, he gets a bonus. If they win a trophy, he gets a bonus. If they're consistently doing well, then he'll, they'll, they'll resign him. Like there's stipulations in the contract. Okay. Um, which is really good, but he's going to get a massive payday. Um, but the good part was from the Russian locomotive team, he didn't have to, they didn't, United didn't have to pay, um, like a release clause or anything like that well that's good yeah and it sounds like he's a proper coach like we've been getting you know i think he's a hard ass and we haven't had that and yes right. okay we had I think Mourinho. It's gonna be a change of um environment agreed i think he's gonna be harder on players i know Mourinho is but Mourinho picks fights with people not like actually tries to improve them i love van hall would have been able to bring that sort of you know foundation but he struggled um I think this might be a, a solid pickup and something that's very quiet because I know Luis Enrique was linked. Um the the IX coach was linked. Like how many of the bigger go Pochettino? So to yeah, get Poch, we need Poch to pay, you know, I need to pay twenty million dollars to release yeah. him. Like if this works, this works. No. So are they so they're looking for a full time coach? while he's so like you know yes because yes because he's in he's under the assumption that he's only going to be there for six months as a manager but he's going to get a bigger role after so don't be surprised if he he starts making like technical director decisions um or he starts making some major choices at the club that don't include ed woodward which is really nice or the glazers so i mean He's an he's a hard ass, but he's a smart guy. So, I mean, I hope it's good for United. I think it could be interesting. I mean, it, it sounds like he's got experience, which is what we talked about a couple times or a few episodes about. You know, finding a coach with experience, with coaching experience yeah. at a high level, things like yeah. that. So, mm-hmm. hopefully, it's good. It could be very interesting. I think it's like I said. I think it's going to change the environment quite a bit. Mm-hmm. He's a manager that probably won't have a holding midfielder. On like the three that are playing today. Four, three, one, two. Because defensively, we have to be better. Uh, you know what? Why not? Play for a draw. At this point, don't concede. Maybe that was the biggest problem with United to begin with. But uh, I mean, there's multiple problems. There, yeah, uh, there's a lot, a lot of problems. But this manager, the funny part is a couple, I think last year or the year before, he came out and said that he doesn't think Luke Shaw is a top left back. Which interesting i, think I also agree interesting <laughs> so i, was I like say, him even more I, I feel like he's gonna so i don't know what's gonna happen but i um there was um a mock starting 11 that they'd have and it's gonna be alex tellas i think is gonna be your left backer with a question mark beside shaw and he thinks diego dallo might be his starting right back and not basaka which okay. is very nice and van uh and beak van, van beak is gonna play more of a central midfield role and not a number 10 role so it's going to be an interesting sort of thought process or like i guess well every coach sees something different so you know well i think he's been following this for a while and that's why it made sense to to bring him in yeah but i mean in terms of like you know your favorites are different than my favorites if we're both coaches right so right and i may not necessarily agree but everybody sees the game a little bit different so which is good because 
I think it's time for a manager that knows, again, the game a little bit more, understands what it takes to win. And I think Klopp's like, yeah, we're in trouble. This guy's actually good. Yeah, which so. is good. We need to put some pressure on those teams right now. No, I agree. And I think as long as we finish top four, top five, I don't have an issue. You can't, like, the thing is, you can't be losing to Watford. That's the thing. Like, not just losing, getting pummeled by Watford. Yeah. Like, I'm okay losing to City, Chelsea, and Liverpool. And yes, I, I know what I'm saying, but I know that there's a class, that they're a better class than us. They're better teams. Right. They're structured better. They have better. They have better understanding of the game. Like, they don't seem lost on the pitch. And I think I'm okay losing to those three clubs, but everyone else is fair game. So smack them. Smack them. <laughs> oh. <laughs> No, I agree. I think it's going to be interesting. I think um, I'm curious to, I'll be following closely, obviously, as we always do. Yeah. Because um, it's our team. But um, I'm hoping that they are successful. And I'm interested to see what he does. I think it's going to be a good shakeup. So, um, question then for you okay. Who do you want to see come in now? Like, we've seen like seven to eight managers being linked to the United role. Who is. See, I don't know because I also, because we talk about buying coaches out of their contracts and things like that. And I think that this is a good option for now, right? Because mm-hmm. we don't know how he's going to do. He hasn't, I don't think he's been in coaching in a while I as well. I think he was at a, what was he doing before? He was like, a, he was just a player in development uh, for Locomotive, I believe. So, right. He wasn't actually a coach. So, no. Um, he's stepping back into a coaching role, which would be interesting. I don't know who I want to see coming in. I don't have, obviously there were talks about Zidane and Pochettino and all those guys, but I mean, they're all going to be taking, like Zidane's going to be taking a coaching job at some point. Mm. I think he has his eyes out for the French national team of PSG. Exactly. Right. So he's kind of written off at that point. And Mm. like we said, they need to bring in a coach coach, not a former player coach, not a, I'm new to this coach, like a coach who's had success, who has experience. At least 10 to 15 years of coaching experience. I think that's yeah, what, that's pure coaching needed. experience. Not I'm a player who kind of transitioned like, like a, a coach. Um, yeah. Well, to be fair though, like Pep, Klopp, Tuchel were all former players, but it took them 15 years to become successful. For so sure. Of, yeah. For sure. So it's one of those. So it's like, it's like saying that, um, let's say Ali had 10 extra years of experience. I would have been like, that actually makes sense. I think he's going to be a great coach. I don't know if United was the perfect fit. No, or the, the it's a good resume he's builder. He's a good coach. He has respect. He, I think he gets on with the players mm-hmm. really well. I think he's like a very much um, like a coach that's involved with the players and thinks about the best for the players. Yeah. So I think he'll be very su- successful. I mean, we see it with, um, um, oh my God, who was at Chelsea? What's his name? Lampard. Lampard, I think he will also be a very successful coach, just not right now. He needs to take those steps to get there. Start off as an assistant, make your way up. I think Oli will actually have a good time at the Norwegian uh, national team. They didn't make the World Cup now, so another year of no Erling Haaland in a big competition. I would say, yeah. you know what, bring him up there because he, if he can, like he's, I think for him is to build those long term relationships. So it makes a lot sure. of sense there. For sure. And um, I mean, like Carrick's been, um, an assistant for a while so i mean he won his game that's he won great. his game mm-hmm. he won his game they were defensively oh, very good today we'll see what happens but you know yeah let's see the update i'll do a live update on this sunday 
morning and evening for us respectively but yeah why don't we move on to the next topic well it's half t- zero zero at halftime so that's good against chelsea that's good so far so far but the has made four saves but you know it's okay it's okay it's okay okay i'll get into it um speaking of coaches we have more news from the nwsl not positive news um another coach which we talked about this before we're not surprised we knew that more stories would be coming out as it the ball kind of got rolling um Mm. it's great that they're being called out it's very late Mm -hmm. but it's a good thing um who was the most recent the red stars coach yeah red stars coach man i don't even want to say his name but we will it is Rory Dames, verbal and emotional abuse. Breaking the boundaries of player-coach relationship. Um, Which seems to be the trend. Seems to be the trend. I was reading a tweet by, I want to say it's Megan Johnson. Um, Yeah, uh, I follow her on Twitter. Yeah, so she was just saying that I think it's time to clean house in the sense and start bringing in more female coaches and yes she did admit that there is abuse among any sort of coach doesn't matter if it's a male or female or whatever the identity is there is abuse within it but I think the fact that men and older white men and older men are making the decisions for this league I think there was a situation with U.S. soccer um, where it's literally a bunch of men because that's just how sports are formulated right now at what point do you just have to be like every coach needs to redo their license and every coach needs to have an internal investigation to make sure that they're the right sure fit for the team? I don't care if you're the best coach in the world, but yeah, like I think every organization has to say we've done our due diligence on our coach. We've asked our players anonymously um, and just clean house. And if that means... Well, it's got to come from the... Uh, like the GMs and the technical directors and the owners of the clubs, like they have to be doing that because clearly they're not like Rory Dames also had allegations from, from like 2004. Right. But that's the thing though, these allegations, they're like, they're sweeping under the rug. So at what that's point, what I mean. It has yeah. to be these like technical directors and owners and people who are doing the hiring to be like, no, we're not. We, we we're, we've done our digging Yep. We found this and we don't want to be any part of it. Yeah. But I think like I saw some of the Canadian national team players, former Canadian national team players, like um, I think it was Moscato, like yeah. tweeted like finally, because she said she had tried to leave his team when she had been playing. I, I don't know what year or what team yeah. it was on, but she had been trying to leave. And, you know, they told her that Canadians weren't wanted in the league and things like this and yeah it's like and this is from like I don't know like 2009 or 2013 or 2007 like something Mm -hmm. like that you know what I mean it's like does that is that probably why a lot of Canadian players refuse to to play close to home or not refuse but are more likely to not be in the NWSL anymore no I don't think so I don't think so I think it, it was very difficult it has been very difficult for Canadians to play in the NWSL because you're an international player, right? So you take up international places. Yeah. So unless you're on the national team, a lot of coaches are looking for like, you know, girls who are playing for like Australia or Japan or New Zealand or something yeah. like that. To, to So I, that's why it's difficult. But I think mm-hmm. a lot of Canadians would love to be playing close to home. I think it's a little more complicated than just the coaching situation, but yeah. it's like, it's, it blows my mind. And I saw, um, 
I forget who tweeted it. And it was like, I'm so annoyed with um, coaches making sexual advances towards players. How many coaches do you know that are dating players? How many coaches do you know have married former players? It It was that whole thread. Yeah. Yeah. It was that whole thread, male or female. That means that there was a sexual advance towards that player regardless if they're it like it's a consenting relationship or they're married now they have kids whatever whatever there was still that thought that you can cross that boundary yeah and it's it's true it's so true you have to keep that professional boundary if you have players who are sleeping with coaches like you've crossed the line and whether it was the player who made the advance or the coach who made the advance that professional line has now been crossed Mm -hmm. And you lose the respect in the game. You lose, if if it's not a big secret and everybody knows about it, you lose the respect of the players. Now I'm thinking, oh, this girl's getting playing time because she's sleeping with the coach. You know what I mean? Like, mm. Yeah. So how do you stop that? Like, I, I know it's a, it's a loaded question, but how do you stop any of that? Like, there must be something that you have to sign. Like, I'll give you an example. I worked at the University of Ottawa's residence housing and we had to sign in our agreement or verbally say that we will not get involved with the residents and if you did you should be doing that for coaches then yeah. and if you because did you had to tell hr you have to tell your coordinator and you were going to reassign you right that or you were not allowed to monitor that floor anymore exactly so if yeah. if a player and a coach get into a relationship that has to be said to the upper whoever's yep. like the technical director whoever yeah. or whatever and then it has to be dealt with accordingly. And now whether, whether that club's, um, I don't know, rules are we, we allow this, which I don't think should be allowed, or it says, okay, one of you need to step away from the club, whether that be the player or that be the coach, but you can't both be at the club anymore mm. because that's crossing a professional boundary. Agreed. And, it, but it's the same, like some businesses don't allow like workplace relationships. Like you can't date your boss, you know? A lot of, but a lot of companies do that. Like you can't be sleeping with the boss. Mm-hmm. So why is that allowed in sport? Now, if that relationship has happened outside of sport, like, you know, my coach from six years ago, you're now in a relationship. That's a different situation. You're, you're not involved in that moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. While they're. It's still a professional line though, to be like. I agree, but you can't right? control people after that, that yeah. point. Right. It's yeah. like, if you if you quit your company and two years later, your boss from that one company reaches out and says, Hey, you want to grab a coffee? Like you're no longer associated with that Agreed. company, right? That it's, part, it's yes. done. It has yeah, nothing yeah. to do with you, but so more so in still, the moment. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But coaches should have to sign stuff that says, I'm not going to, and maybe even, maybe you have to do it with players as well. I don't know. Cause I don't know. It's not, I'm sure sometimes the players are making advances too, depending on the age of the coach and things mm-hmm. like that. But you know, I think that that needs to be included in contracts now because it it is true. Like, it's kind of ridiculous. Like, I know a shit ton of people who are now in a relationship with a a former coach or they were in a relationship and now they're married with kids or something Mm -hmm. like that. And it was their coach, right? Mm -hmm. So I think when the relationship was started, obviously is probably a little different for everybody. It could be years down the line. You, You don't know everybody's story, but I think in within the same organization it has to be controlled yeah because it's ridiculous and it's it's like we said it's crossing a professional boundary and then you end up with girls who are in situations like this where now coaches are like oh 
well, I'm going to cross that boundary. And if, if, if I don't want that and I say no, then does that affect my playtime or does that affect my, apparently it does, which is, <laughs> yeah, I agree with this. I think maybe the players association now needs to start looking at every player. You got to sign something or every coach, every, every member who goes, everybody what? involved in that team. I think while you are at this organization, you cannot be this there's rules there's this and And if 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 it does happen and they find out you terminate contracts doesn't matter if you're first place or not yep sorry you broke a rule that's like that should be a very serious rule agreed it would clean this up well and it, it like it causes whether it's a consenting relationship or not it causes issues within a team to begin with because now like i said are you getting play time because you're sleeping with the coach or are you getting play time because you deserve play time right Mm -hmm. so that's where i think the the line needs to be drawn and administrative people need to start getting involved in that because then you see stuff like this from the nwsl come out and it's like not great doesn't that doesn't that frustrate you as a fan as well not just a player page but like as a fan going again like first of all it's so hard to get traction for women's sports it's true. It's unfortunate, but it's it's difficult. And when it finally picks up steam, this happens. And you're like, really? It's, I mean, for a regular fan, it's going to be like, I'm still going to watch because I still support it. But what if you're trying to bring in fans or young fans and the parents go, yeah, I don't want you watching this league. Yeah, I, I do get that. But at the same time, this has been happening for a very long time mm. in women's soccer to begin with and at the youth level. That's not yeah. just at the professional level. So it's good that it's starting to flush out, you know? Yeah. So at some point you got to flush it so that, you know, maybe you take a dip in viewership right now, but mm-hmm. once it's flushed and teams or girls and players and women are happier within their clubs, you're going to see it pick up, pick up and you're going to see right. the game pick up. It's going to be right. a better game because people are happy with their organizations. They're happy with their club. They respect the coach. Yeah. Everybody's going to have their opinions about a coach, mm-hmm. but they need to be following the law and <laughs> yeah. treating players appropriately you know what I mean obviously if I'm not getting play time I'm not gonna be super happy with my coach but that's like a normal situation situation yeah yeah it's not exactly um, same with your boss like you know in a workplace situation those are normal things but Mm -hmm. I think that it needs to get flushed out and Mm -hmm. there's I think we're still gonna see more and it may not be in the NWSL it could be in other countries it could be at the youth level it could be at the national team level it could be those things but I think we're gonna see more and more of it come out and the people that have sort of swept this under the rug on multiple occasions, they should be penalized for this, no? Like one hundred percent. Well, you see, you see, what was her name? The commissioner at the time, yeah. like resigned. Yeah, because she I, deliberately. <laughs> thank you for your. Yep. What was the what was the line that she? Yeah, she thank you that? for your. I don't know. Something like that. It was just like the the most generic BS I've ever seen. Um, but it's it's like your season or something but I've been very impressed with how a lot of the players are coming together Mm -hmm. I really like the that sort of you know well quick shout out to like the Canadian players who have um spoken I know like Jenna Hellstrom came out with the Washington one I'm went to university with Jenna I'm friends with her I'm you know proud for her for stepping out because that can be very now that's attached to your name you know and in in might not be a good thing it might not be a bad thing but now you're kind of included in that right so when you're the first one to step out from that team ah oh, yes one nothing Woo-hoo! sorry it's one zero for united if you're watching but when you're the first one to step out for your team that can 
cause a lot of backlash right so mm-hmm. you know thank you to her for doing that and yeah. we respect her and and all the other athletes who have stepped out and said things too and Agreed. I think this whole player coach relationship stuff needs to stop I think it's ridiculous I think it's crossing a professional boundary again with it if it's within an organization for me it should not be allowed outside mm-hmm. of an organization it's your life do what you want you know mm-hmm. but within an organization it's crossing a professional boundary on both yeah. the coach and the player's part whoever's initiating yeah I don't like I, I like a, some sort of contract stipulation about abuse as well should be included like if it's multiple players feeling like you're right exactly exactly because like i said not every player is going to like a coach but you can't just come out and say they're emotionally abusing me like there has to be some grounds for that and i think the players organizations need to to come out with some sort of like format that if you know two players or three players feel the same way then we're going to investigate and then we're going to see what's going on these kind of things so that you feel as though you have somewhere to go when these things happen Mm -hmm. you know and even if it's just you and you feel that way then at least maybe they can help you get into a better situation and then maybe more players will come out or you know depending because every situation it's it's, what is it called hearsay or something you know he said she said so but at this point I think you need to believe the players when they say that these things are going on and we're up to what five coaches now in the NWSL that this is that's ridiculous at that level and I'm sure I know for a fact shit like this happens in France as well and um a lot of I don't want to say girls in Europe, but I think um, in Europe, they're a little bit more used to not, I don't want to say the abuse, but just like, they're just like, oh, that's normal, you know, Mm. which is not a good thing. Right. So like there was stuff going on in in this league with my old club um, this season. I'm not a part of it, obviously. Mm. And the stuff that I hear, I'm like, that is ridiculous. Like, you should be going to the players' union. And it's like the the girls who are have been in Europe for a while, like, oh, it's normal, you know. So I, I feel sad because I wish. It seems like they're know, desensitized to the situation. Exactly, that's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah and when you're saying. like, like this is not normal, right? It shouldn't be. Like right. If, so if I hope. Boss in a regular workplace did that. The, the there's a lot of shit that can go. Right. So I hope some, if this is happening across Europe, I hope that those girls start to step out too. And and hopefully, you know, these players, like I said, are starting to get, or these coaches are starting to get flushed and it, we see it in the NWSL and it's great. Like, it's unfortunate that people have had to go through this for many, many, many years, but at least mm-hmm. it's starting to flush, which I think is a good thing. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep listening to these stories and we'll keep talking about it. Please do let us know what you think of the situations because, um, it's good to have a third opinion or a fourth opinion because, yeah. It's just us right here. <laughs> just just That's my that. opinion. You don't have to agree with me. If you don't agree, if you do agree, let us know. Yeah, exactly. Um, let's move on to something quick. Uh, the So the coronavirus is still going on, right? We all admit that. That's still a thing. But uh, yesterday there was um, a match between Benfica and Belenenses where – Belenenses literally had like seven players and they had a goalkeeper play midfield, but the game was still so allowed wild. to go. Like he was, the, the game was still allowed to go on. And at halftime, I think it was seven nil um, Benfica uh, because the, the other team had 17 cases that were reported and recorded. About That's that. wild. Why didn't they just re- like reschedule the game? The, the quote that I'm going to pull out was, 
football only has heart when it is an example of public health today football lost its heart so like this team is like visibly sad that they didn't get to feel the team like the owner left crying like it was just not a good situation it's like just reschedule it's not gonna i don't know why they wouldn't wouldn't be allowed to reschedule because like even we i think still have like if you have over a certain amount of players with covid you have the option to like reschedule the match Mm -hmm. well it's that that situation with napoli and juve last year where napoli didn't play the game because they're like we have too many cases and it's not safe and i think in naples there's a different law versus what was happening in turin so they're like we're not coming so they have to forfeit the game 3-0 and lost the point which is like at this point why not just postpone the game like you're yeah. gonna get viewership you're gonna get money it's, it was Juve against Napoli you're gonna get people to watch that game um, right and people things- bought tickets just reset like honor the ticket you know what yeah. I mean like- same thing here it's like you know what I'd rather have a full match maybe probably Benfica would have won the game to begin with to be fair um but like do it on equal terms don't be like oh we scored seven but you guys had seven players like i've been like that to me doesn't seem fair and it, it, it was the dumbest thing to read this morning i was just like that's wild i can't believe it it's just crazy like but- like come on somebody from the federations have to be like okay this is a little excessive like we just need to reschedule this match like good on the team for going to play and be like ready to play but that's so like to me that doesn't seem fair like it just mm-hmm. what's gonna go wrong if you postpone the game to later in the season when to be honest benfica is already gonna be winning trophies to be like portos and they can schedule anything. i mean there's like off times they can weasel in the game every now and then like it's yeah there's it's no manageable. internet break till march so you don't have to worry about any sort of break there so porque okay yeah all right wild yeah something is i'm just just postpone the game be safe like we've seen games in other leagues just being postponed for weeks until they have enough players to play or we we in our um in our um league Mm -hmm. they literally have like on the schedule they have blocks where like potential rescheduled games could be played so like we play our last game of the season's on like the 11th or something like that and then that next week we have like a block where you could potentially play a match if um something happened and you have to reschedule a game like weather or you know covid or something like that right yeah yeah so it blows my mind that they didn't just like do that and like reschedule a match i don't know yeah i'm a little perplexed um i'm very perplexed let's yeah that's the word of the day uh let's take a break when we come back champions league hey guys it's producer jake here from benning house the garage door sports network's ultimate degenerate gambling podcast catch our episodes weekly on apple spotify and google as we bring you banter laughter and of course picks for all sorts of games throughout the week give us a follow on our socials at betting house pod where you can catch all our bets each week, as well as some bonus content. Remember to always gamble responsibly. Let's get rich. What up, guys? It's your host, Nick McVicker. And if you are looking for a weekly sports podcast to fill your sports needs, you come to the right place. 
Garage Door Sports, hosted by myself, Kyle Vardy, and Irfan Manji, brings you all the up-to-date news, notes, and opinions on everything in the sporting world. If you like good conversation, good friends, and a lot of jokes being thrown around, you've come to the right place. Don't forget to check us out on all your favorite streaming sites, and we will make sure we bring you content every Saturday right here on Garage Door Sports. Alrighty, and back from our quick little break. Mm-hmm. As Irfan said, we are going to talk Champions League. So let's talk Champions League. Uh, where do you want to begin? That's a great question. Yeah, quick hits. We could start with Group A. Why not? We'll go alphabetically. Oh, As a kid with the with the name that starts with Z, cries and goes, "Why can't I ever go first? All right, we're going backwards. We're starting with Group H. <laughs> Group H. Wait, I gotta pull up the groups. I only have the games up right now. Who's okay, in Group, group H? H. Uh, Chelsea, Juve, Zenit, and Malmo. Currently, Chelsea and Juve both have 12 points. They're both through. No surprises there. Right? No. Okay. Pretty easy. Uh, pretty easy, yeah. But poor game by Juve last match. Tactically, you know, do you remember I told you that I thought the Juve and Chelsea game was one of the best tactical games I've seen in a very long time? It's just a very mm-hmm. good game. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that was not the case midweek. No. <laughs> uh, Chelsea, like, yes, tactically, Chelsea were brilliant, but Juve nah, were not. And, I mean, 4-0, that's a wild score. They were comprehensively handed their ass. Yeah. That's, a, like, that blows my mind, actually. Like, you could tell... Like, we know Juve has issues with strikers. You could tell that there was no one going forward. That midfield was outrun. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> Benucci was making mistakes. Like, it's time for it's time for a change. Uh, but they're through. They'll be fine. They'll play, like, a little or something. Watch. Yeah, we're not surprised by that. No. Okay. Uh, group G. This might be the most undecided, confusing group I've seen. Okay, so first to fourth, it's like eight, seven, six, five points. So at any given point, anyone can take over. Anyone can win. Who's at the top right now? Lil with eight points. They've also conceded, I think, the least amount of goals. Nope, lies. They're not. <laughs> Never mind, it's Chelsea. But <clears throat> up until a point, they were like the least amount of goals conceded on the road or something like that. It was an interesting stat. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what do you make of this group? Can you give me the group? I don't have them pulled up. Sure. Lil, Salzburg, Sevilla, and Wolfsburg. That's the order. Eight, seven, six, five. Wolfsburg last? Actually, I guess that doesn't really surprise me. It sounds competitive. Yeah, or it just sounds like no one's actually that great. <laughs> right. So it could be either way. I think you're, the true test is once you get out of that group, who's actually going to be successful. Agreed. Yeah. Like Lil, I mean, Lil's had, Lil had a great season last season, obviously. I don't think they're having a great season this season. <clears throat> actually, I will say, I think I'm surprised with Sevilla. Sevilla's having a good La Liga campaign. And like, they're well within the next round but i'm quite surprised that they've they haven't really pulled away well they just won 2-0 against wolfsburg which is good for momentum yeah. 
but I don't know how strong Wolfsburg is, so. No, let's find out where they are on the table. They're seventh with 20 points, well within fourth place in the Bundesliga. So I guess everyone's pretty happy, like, <clears throat> excuse me, a mid-table sort of year. Yeah. Who's your prediction to go through? We'll do that. Um, I think not Wolfsburg. <laughs> Watch them go I think Lil and yeah, <laughs> I think Lil and um, Lil Lil and um, Salzburg will go through. Interesting. What I'm gonna you? agree with you on Lil, but I think Sivy is gonna pull something. Okay. Out. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Who do they? Who's their next game against? Let's find out. I thought you said Wolfsburg, but I could be wrong. No, they. Oh just no, it's not Wolfsburg. It is against Salzburg, so it's a match between. So whoever whoever wins that one is essentially we'll go through. Austin, yeah, which is nice. I think. All right, moving to who did we just do? G moving yeah. to Group F: United, Villarreal, Atalanta, and the Young Boys. United are officially through. Beautiful. Love you. to see it. Winning um, against Villarreal, what two zero? Yeah, good game. Good game for well, considering how last year went against Villarreal. <laughs> what a mess! A Villarreal came at fault though. They should have come at United hard. Yes. They should have. Yeah, you and whatever. I talked about this yeah, that, actually that but day. So. They did not do that. So, anyways, uh, Villarreal versus Atalanta is the match. So the winner essentially will go through. Um, I think if Young Boys. We'll have a minus five goal differential, but they'll have to. If they win, they might be Europa. That's fair. Uh, who, who takes it, Villarreal or Atalanta? Atalanta. Okay, I'm good. I'm good with that one. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, group E Bayern, Barcelona, Benfica, Dinamo Kiev. Well, Bayern just ran away with this group. Yep. Absolutely demolished. Yep. Barca looks trashy. Yep. Benfica, eh, I mean, Benfica just won seven nil apparently. You know. <laughs> uh, and then Kiev at the bottom. Uh, Benfica against Dinamo and Barcelona against Bayern. I'm going to pose this question to you: Do you think Bayern rests their players and lets Barcelona come out on top? I think if you're a competitive coach, no. Like, how much you would it be it. joyful to, like, knock Barcelona out? Yes. I think that makes your run easier, too. I would say you go for the win. Yeah. I say start full. There's no international break, like I've said. Yeah. What? Who do you think is getting out of this group? Uh, Bayern, and I think... I think they're gonna Bayern's gonna play. It's gonna be a draw. It's gonna be like a nil-nil draw, and that's all right. they need. Right. Uh, but actually, though, hold on. If Benfica win because there's goal differentials the same, they actually go through. Even if so, Barca have to win. Barca have to win. I don't to see keep that happening. Safe. All right. Bayern, or Benfica, Benfica has to tie or lose. Which I don't see that happening. No. Unless they just shit the bed, but okay. All right, I'm going to change my answer. It's Bayern and Benfica going through. That's who I am hoping for because I'm kind of over this whole Barcelona stuff. So I think they need to – this actually might be the best-case scenario. Go out of Champions League, okay? Go into Europa or not, whatever. 
but Whatever. focus on the league. I think that's that's where it is. Try and secure a top four. Top, yeah, like secure one of those sort of positions yeah. and give Xavi the opportunity to focus on one competition. And I agree. Two. I definitely agree. Yeah. Uh, All right. Uh, group D, Real Madrid, Inter. Sheriff. Can you say Sheriff. Yeah. And Shakhtar. Well, this group's done. Yeah, finished. Real and Inter going through. Well, yeah. that's exciting. Not su- I'm not surprised. Are you surprised? No, but it's Inter against uh, Real last game of the, the group stage. Could be a fun game. Somebody wants to be on top of the table. so. Well, I mean, ideally you want to be top, right? Because you're looking at every second place team right now. And the only one that actually scares the crap out of me is PSG sitting in second. Well, that's what I mean. Like, it's safer to sit at the top of your group regardless. So At the, mo- at the moment, yes. Yeah. yeah, I would be, I mean, Inter's probably going to go for the win. Real just needs a what, a tie. They need so, a point. They need a point, exactly. And I think if Sheriff beats Shakhtar, they'll solidify their place for Europa, which is nice. Yes, exactly. Okay. No surprise there. Uh, actually, another group that's been very entertaining, in my opinion. Uh, very Ajax, surprising. Yeah, Group C, Ajax sporting Dortmund Besiktas. Ajax is, what, three goals against, 15 points. They've beaten everyone at least once. Ajax is looking great. Yeah. I like it. So, I'm surprised at Dortmund being in third. Well, Dortmund's out. But I'm, su- I'm surprised. Yeah. How much of it, though, is like Erling Haaland not being healthy? But still. True, he's a big goal scorer. He is, but Dortmund is, I think, playing better in the Bundesliga now, sitting in second. Yeah. Which I think might be their focus, and I think that should be their focus, is trying to find a way to go toe-to-toe with right i don't know so maybe uh, it's the same thing like the barca thing like just focus on one thing at a time and not be i think so and 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 you know what though it's worked for it's worked for clubs like you look at leicester when they won that the premier league right they didn't they weren't in any heavy competition so everyone no. was rested it was one match per but you don't get the fatigue no and i think that's good especially when you're trying to get back to some sort of norm with your team and yeah. be consistent somewhere and when you're consistent in places players get attracted to come play for you i agree no uh group b <laughs> this group i don't know what to make of this group this was supposed to be the group of death yes yeah. so Liverpool's top. like no it's not <laughs> i was like i'm here to play boys <laughs> well the fact that liverpool's like that's okay we're gonna this is not the group of death this is the group of liverpool <laughs> And they literally smacked everyone. That's my word. I'm surprised at Atletico being in last right now. They haven't looked good. They haven't. I will. Well, obviously. But Porto in second. What do you make of that? By one point. Uh, I think it's more. I think it's more so the fact that Milan and Atletico have not been good in Europe this year. But it's also different, though, because Milan's having a good Serie A campaign. But the Atletico Madrid are not having a good La Liga campaign. True. So it feels like... Do you think it might be the end of Diego Simeone at Atletico? He's been there for yes. such a long time. 100%. Do you think it's time for an, another, like, a change? Like We need a freshening. <laughs> as we say this and they win the group. Or they end up, <laughs> end up in second or something. Like, my word. Uh, well, it's up for grabs. Anybody winning the next game is taking over second, so... Right, so Liverpool plays Milan next. 
I love those games. I love a Liverpool Milan matchup. Okay, wait. So let me ask you the same question. Do you think Liverpool just sits back? So players. So Klopp has spoken about this dilemma about whether or not he needs to rest players or something. But there is, um, like money or funding. So if Liverpool goes clean through or they're safely through, they might get some transfer funds in January. So there's that issue with the board. Um. I don't know what he does because when you actually look at it, even if he's rotating a squad, he still has to play one of Mane, Salah, and yeah. Yota. Because like Bobby's been a little hurt. So I don't know. It'd be not, it's another situation. It's like it's fun to be like if we beat Milan, they're knocked out. True. No. I think he does rotate. I think you'll see Curtis Jones type of like I think Jones is injured, so maybe not him. But I think you'll see younger players, like one or two young players. I think um, Andy Robinson might get a little breather. I think Matzit might not play, and Kanote uh, will play. Right. You know what I mean? So some of that, but like equal players that are just as good. But I think they're going for a perfect win because I, I he's going to get some. Yeah, and how nice is it you get to knock Milan out? Also fun. <laughs> knock down Zlatan. I was just saying, Zlatan's probably losing his mind right now. Oh, he's frustrated. He's, like, carrying this team with goals, and then just they keep losing. But, uh, Last group, Group A? Yeah, City, PSG, Leipzig, and Bruges. Third place still up for grabs. Yeah. City's good, eh? I hate to say it. Like, PSG, the problem with PSG, and I think this is Pacha's biggest problem, not his fault, but is the fact that Bappe, Neymar, and Messi stroll through the park. They literally walk together like this through the entire pitch. Yes. Well, oh my God, did you see the Neymar thing? What Neymar thing? His ankle? No, I did not. He's he's out, eh? If that thing is not broken, I will be surprised. It's his news. I'm going to pull that up. But... That was a full cracking. Oh, he stretched it up after three. This guy doesn't have luck, though, when it comes to. Well, I at first it was like he always gets injured in December or close to December and doesn't play in the Champions League when they need him to play. And then you're like, "What are you doing for three months?" Oh, I'm hurt again. Did they say what? Um, It hasn't been like. uh, Yeah, they haven't like reported what it actually is. No, but it's just an ankle injury. Oh, gosh. It, like, full, like, yeah, it just didn't look great. I will be surprised if he's, if it's not broken. No, but it's perfect timing for him, unfortunately, because he likes the three months between now and February. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's just coincidence, but he's always injured at one point of his career. But they're both through. I think anyone who's in first and they're going to get PSG next round is screwed imagine Ajax and PSG next round I'd be so sad but that wraps up the Champions League um who is the favorite I'm not gonna say winner but who is your favorite wait let me go through this again sure I'm just trying to see who's getting out Bayern looks good to me Mm mm-hmm Mm, 
Ajax has been doing well in the group, but I don't think they're going to dominate going forward. I think it'll be fun, but I maybe maybe they're not favorites, though. No. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say Bayern. Okay. That's my favorite. What about you? I think that's a very good answer. And I was going to say the same thing, but I'll go different. I think Chelsea's the real deal. Okay. And that, again, it bothers me to say that, but um, I think they're I think they're fantastic. If if you watch that game when they literally outplayed Juve, um, there's something in the air at Stanford Bridge. There's something beautiful going on there, and it's going to continue. They're a very good side, very very good side. They don't have Lukaku, and they're playing with like a, a fluid front three, and they look good doing it. So that's fair. I'm well, we'll Chelsea. see. Maybe, you know, it'd be nice Bayern Chelsea in a final. Ooh. We'll do a live viewing for that. A repeat of 2013. Ooh. Chills. I just got chills. Ooh, literal chills. Um, but that does it for Champions League. A, any Anything else for that? Or we're good to move on? No, I think we're good to move on. Um, yeah, I guess that kind of does it for today. Uh, any final thoughts before we sign off? Uh, please send me recipes. <laughs> Yes, do it. I'll see if we get any so that you can bake some. Uh, so I made, I made homemade mac and cheese yesterday. Ooh. I made chicken teriyaki yesterday. And then I made Hershey's cookies and cream cookies. Oh, that sounds good. How was that? Is it with the cookies and cream bar? No, no. You know those little Hershey drops from Bulk Barn? Okay. Yeah, they're like little rounds, but they're just like, it's like the chocolate bar, but they've like condensed it into a little round thing like this. Um, yeah. so I just cut that up and put it inside the battery. Right. So you just make a regular chocolate chip cookie. Don't put chocolate chip, put a, put a, cho- a chocolate bar. That sounds good. Yeah. So it was like a full meal. It was nice. You're on a roll. I am. I better be getting a whole tray for Christmas. That's all I'm saying. Well, how about you tell me what you want me to bake for you and I will have it ready. I want surprises though. I want stuff I haven't baked before, you know? Okay. But I don't know what you haven't baked before. <laughs> Well, I haven't had those Hershey chocolate cookie things. All right. All right. Put it on the list. <laughs> all right, uh, we're going to start a, a notes. Let's where do you a just... cookie swapper, Juan. <laughs> sure. Uh, I don't know what cookies you haven't tried, so give me a list of all of them or things you haven't baked goods. Well, maybe the viewers tried. can send in some cookies and then we'll do that. Yeah, and then I'll make them. I want to learn how to make ginger molasses cookies, but I cannot Ugh, get it right. If you turn them soft, like if you if you go for well, I know like, gingerbread cookies are made like with molasses and stuff. Mm. You don't really taste them too much, but like like molasses ugh, looks like tar. Well, molasses is in brown sugar, which is the most cookie. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Pure like yeah, molasses. pure molasses being put in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Looks um, like shoe polish. <laughs> smells like that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. All right, that's the image, but. Yeah, please send me recipes. I was actually talking to Nick on the phone and I'm like, um, while we're talking, I'm baking. And he's like, <laughs> I'm hungry now. And I was like, well, I guess we'll hang out in December and I'll bring you <laughs> desserts. But Love yeah, it. Paige, when you're home, let's um, let's do that. Sounds like a plan. Final thoughts on your end. Go get your vaccine. There's a new variant. I'm annoyed because you know what it's from? People not getting vaccinated that there's there's a lot of different stories for that eh? 
I know, but please just do your part. Just That's do your the part. part that you can do, you know? Yeah, they talk about... lockdowns, and that just sucks. Well, talking about vaccine uh, equity, talking about inequality and stuff, um, there's a lot of the world that doesn't have access to... Oh, I know. It's a huge problem. There's there's a lot of problems. We need to start sending vaccines to places that need vaccines. We need to start prioritizing this. I'm getting annoyed. But like this is to our anti-vaxxers, guys. Just get the vaccine. Right. I'm I'm more focused on people who have access to it who are just choosing not to. Like go get that because I'm annoyed with you. There is scientific proof. Go follow an epidemiologist. He will explain. I'm just sick of the vax, the anti-vaxxer arguments. I'm annoyed with it. It's like it just gets me real riled up. I agree. Oh, I had a final thought. Okay, sorry, I forgot about it, but I finally handed in my thesis. Congratulations! It is on the website. It is legit. I am done. Yay! uh, yeah, I thought I'd share with. with Congratulations! They're like, what is he talking about? I'm done. Thank you. We'll we'll edit in some clapping, <laughs> some clapping sounds. Oh yeah. Congratulations. That's what that must must feel. Whew, nice. Well, so officially, when I got the email on Friday, going, okay, you're officially posted. And I was like, oh no, I'm done. I feel good. I would have started crying. Uh, I didn't cry, but that's when I made the decision to make mac and cheese. Love it. That's <laughs> a great celebration. <laughs> uh but there we go uh be sure to subscribe to the podcast give us a like or leave a rating you can follow us on twitter and instagram the handle is at touchline th you can follow page on twitter at culver underscore page and myself at Irfan manji um also don't forget to follow our network at garage door sports or check out garage door as well as follow j and j creations on instagram at jj creation with a little underscore in there we will mm-hmm. post it so that you can find it All right, folks, thanks for listening. Uh, Let us know what you want us to talk about next week, and we'll see you next match day. Cheers.